It's the Pre-W. Smith Show with Jeff Sloan, ahead of the Paul W. Smith Show at 6 on 760 WJR. All right, welcome back. You know, recent reporting indicates that the job market has really changed. It's gone from being very secure up until, I don't know, six months, a year ago, one might argue. But over the last three to six months, more and more people are being laid off. One particular demographic of people being laid off at kind of more extreme levels. Are those earning over $200,000 a year? What does this tell us? What does it mean? Why is it happening? Who's at risk? Where's all this going? Well, Matthew Fox from Business Insider is here to tell us all about it. He's got the story. Matthew, at a high level, tell us what's going on with kind of the extreme pace of people earning more than $200,000 a year being laid off these days. What's it coming from and what does it mean? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me, Jeff. So, so the research shows, and this is from the U.S. Census Bureau, that over the past year, the number of people filing for unemployment claims that make more than $200,000 per year has absolutely skyrocketed. So about this time last year, it was about 2% of people who are filing for unemployment claims made over 200K. Fast forward to about a week or two ago, that's jumped to 11%. So more than a quintuple in those unemployment claims. And it comes at a time, obviously, when we're seeing in the headlines all of these, you know, mega cap tech companies, you know, announcing layoffs like Amazon and Alphabet and so on and so on. But what it really shows is that, you know, this cohort of the high income earners definitely had a big influence on where wage growth was headed. And that might start to flip. It, it basically means that wage growth, which is something that drives inflation, which is something that the Fed is especially concerned about, might start to finally ease. And this is obviously, while well, tough news for those who may be seeing layoffs, for example, or even a reduction in wages earned and so on and so on, all the impact that this is all having and has been having over the last uh, year or so, really, since it's intensified in terms of you know layoffs and all the rest. While that's tough news, the good news is this may indeed be a beacon of hope, right? That maybe we're going to start to turn the corner here. Maybe we're starting to go over the top of the bell curve and coming back down the bottom side, or maybe that's soon ahead of us. Is that kind of what you're thinking and feeling as a result of this data that's come in? In terms of inflation? Yes, in terms of inflation, yes. Yeah, for sure. I think I think inflation has definitely turned the corner. I mean, you go back to June of last year, we peaked at an annualized rate of about 9.1%. Since then, it's basically been cut in half, closer to 4 or 5%. And all the trends are indicating that the trends are moving downwards, not upwards. So I, I you know, I think, listen, the Fed has hiked interest rates at the fastest pace right. in its entire history. It went from close to 0% about 15 months ago to just over 5% with their most recent interest rate hike earlier this week. And it takes time for that to have an impact on the economy and work its way through the economy. But I think almost every data point you look at, it's undeniable that inflation is starting to be looked at in the rear view mirror. Yeah, hey, we're above their the Fed's 2% target. You know, we're closer to 4%, nearly double that. So there is some work to be done. But I think you could probably make the argument that it's probably going to work itself out, especially when you see, you know, these unemployment claims for high income workers surge. It's a balancing act, right? I mean, the Fed's got to curb inflation and they do this by raising the interest rates. But at the same time, 
They don't want to go too far to be too aggressive where they tip us into a recession. Do you have any sense of what you're hearing, what you're learning, what your research tells you about, you know, kind of how we're artfully navigating that balancing act right now? And and is there anything else that this may portend negatively that we need to be concerned about or, or be aware of? Yeah, it's definitely a tough balancing act for the Fed because they really only have one blunt tool to try to shake out inflation without throwing the whole economy into a recession. I think some of the language Fed Chairman Jerome Powell used at his press conference earlier this week actually does point to the idea that they're done hiking interest rates for the foreseeable future. And that's especially important, at least from his point of view, when you consider how many bank failures we've seen since mid-March. I mean, it's only been three, but there were three very large bank failures with total assets combined, you know, just around 500 to $600 billion. And that rivals the bank failures we saw during the great financial crisis on an asset size basis. So I think there's a lot of red flags popping up very quickly that should suggest to the Fed that, hey, we need to take a break, see where the dust settles. And if inflation stays high, hey, we could hike interest rates three months from now, but let's take a pause really quick and just make sure everything's okay underneath the surface. And then the last thing I point out is, as bad as it sounds that the unemployment claims from people making more than $200,000 per year has skyrocketed over the past year, There's also one thing to consider is the fact that Silicon Valley has hogged these high-tech workers who have skills that are needed elsewhere across the economy. So what we're actually seeing right now is traditional old economy companies think in the industrial sector that are going through a digital tech revolution in terms of getting more efficient and upgrading their systems. I think a lot of these tech workers are going to be okay to find new work at new companies that are outside of the Silicon Valley hub. And, you know, you just think about Southwest and their old scheduling system causing days of canceled flights during the busiest week of the year just six months ago in late December because they use an old schedule platform that's decades old. It's like if they could get some of this top tier tech talent that they desperately need to upgrade their scheduling platform, it's, you know, you you could think of the type of efficiencies that could be unlocked. Matthew, that's a really enlightening point. I'm glad you raised it. We appreciate your insights, your intelligence and all this very much. Thanks for joining us. Matthew Fox, markets reporter at Insider. Thanks for being on. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Take care. All right, very good. Running to a break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. 